Thank you for joining us today at Our Savior's Church, where we are one church meeting in seven different locations. We hope that today's message encourages and empowers you on your spiritual journey and helps you grow deeper in your relationship with God. To learn more about Our Savior's Church and how you can get involved, you can visit us online at OurSavior'sChurch.com. And so today, I want to start this series called The Gift, and we're going to actually go and go through, oh, by the way, how many are real tree people, real tree? How many of you like, oh, we're a real tree, you got it? I like the smell, the, the real tree. How many fake tree people are in the room? Oh, man, this is the same last bunch of fakers here. <laughs> Watch this. I want, to, I want to go to the Gospel of Matthew, and there's four Gospels in the, in, the, in, the, in the beginning of the New Testament. There's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And those four Gospels were written by Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Uh, but they're written from a different perspective. They're a different vantage point. And some of the Gospels have some of the same stories in all of them, and then all of them have some unique stories, things that they eyewitnessed with Jesus. So to get a clear picture of Jesus, if you just read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you'll see the works of Jesus, and, and, and they're written to different audiences. And let me give you an example. The birth of Christ is found in two of the Gospels. It's found in Matthew, and it's found in Luke. Luke is writing to the Gentiles, non-Jewish people. So he's going to have some nuances in his, and Matthew is writing to the Jewish, to the Jews. I'm going to read the Bible story over the next four weeks. We're going to go through it, getting you ready, preparing for the coming. And we're going to read the story out of Matthew, and I'm just going to go line by line, verse by verse through it, to get us our hearts ready for this season. Are y'all ready for Christmas? Yeah, the most precious time. The whole world begins to focus, whether they do or they don't, focus our eyes, a time to almost like a feast of the Old Testament, to focus our eyes on him. And so I want to begin with probably one of the most exciting passages of Scripture. I'm actually going to read it for you. And so I'm being facetious. But I'm going to begin in Matthew chapter 1, beginning at verse number 1. I'm going to try to make this as fast as I possibly can. Here we go. The book of the genealogy, that's the family tree, of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of of Abraham. Can we just stop for just a second? Remember, he's writing to the Jews. So he's going to do the genealogy, that's the, the family tree of Jesus. So he's going to make sure Abraham is in it because all Jews said Abraham is the father of the Jewish nation. And then he begins, verse 2. I'm going to do this quickly. Abraham was the father of Isaac, and Isaac was the father of Jacob, and Jacob was the father of Judah and his brothers, and Judah the father of Perez and Zerah by Tamar, and Perez the father of Hezron, and Hezron the father of Ram, and Ram the father of Amminadab, and Amminadab the father of Nashon, and Nashon the father of Salmon, and Salmon the father of Boaz by Rahab, and Boaz the father of Obed by Ruth, and Obed the father of Jesse, and Jesse the father of David the king. <laughs> Give me a second. 
And David was the father of Solomon by the wife of Uriah. And Solomon was the father of Rehoboam. And Rehoboam was the father of Abijah. And Abijah was the father of Asaph. And Asaph was the father of Jehoshaphat. And Jehoshaphat was the father of Joram. And Joram was the father of Uzziah. And Uzziah the father of Jotham. And Jotham was the father of Ahaz. And Ahaz was the father of Hezekiah. Hezekiah was the father of Manasseh. Manasseh was the father of Amos. And Amos was the former the father of Josiah, and Josiah was the father of Jehoiakim and his brothers at the time of the deportation to Babylon. Almost there. After that, the deportation to Babylon, Jeconiah was the father of Shiltiel, Shiltiel was the father of Zerubbabel, Zerubbabel was the father of Ebiud, Ebiud was the father of Elkam, excuse me, Eliakim, y'all don't know how to pronounce it either, anyway was the father of Azar, and Azar was the father of Zadok, and Zadok was the father of Achim, and Achim was the father of Iliud, Iliud was the father of Eleazar, and Eleazar was the father of Mathan, and Mathan was the father of Jacob, and Jacob was the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom Jesus was born, who is called Christ. Ta-da! Okay, be honest. How many of you have been reading scripture and you just kind of pass that part up? You, I don't know. How many of you? I don't know what that means. Here's what you can know: that every word in the Bible is there for a reason. So, why was Matthew starting off with this long genealogy of Abraham, all the way from Abraham to David, King David, from King David all the way down? to Joseph, the husband of Mary. Why did he go through all of this trouble? And I will give you the answer. In the Jewish culture, in order to prove your status, you would need to be able to prove your lineage. It, it's, it's similar here. I don't know if y'all knew this. Again, we're, Heidi and I are not from here. We're from Texas. We get here. Y'all are different. There's a little different culture here. Because when y'all find out who you meet somebody, I went, I went the other day, I had to, uh, went and bought some firewood. Uh, I know some of you men cut your own firewood and all that. Arr, arr. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I buy mine. <laughs> so I, I go, I call this man. He lives on the, down the road from me. And I call him and say, hey, I'd like to get some firewood. Yeah, well, come meet me over there. And he's a Cajun man. And, I, you know, he talks, talks like that. And uh, and so we went over there, and, and so we're meeting each other. Okay, what's your name? My name is Eugene. He goes, oh, what's your last name? Because that's what y'all ask here. What's your last name? And I said, Reisner. And I watched his face. He went, Reisner? Well, I don't believe I've ever heard that last name. Where you, you're not from here, are you? And I said, no, sir. I'm, I'm thinking about changing our last name officially from Reisner to Reisenau. We'll just start a new breed. Cajun people. Rizano. So I said, Rizano. I said, no, sir, we're from Texas. And we were we, talking. That's what y'all do here. Have y'all ever noticed that? You go, oh, what's your last name? Uh, yeah, 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 I know them. I know if y'all keep talking long enough, you're going to find out you're related. <laughs> we were at the game the other day, uh, Pastor Myron, Pastor Myron Guillory. And there were people that were walking down, you know, walking past us. And they had jerseys with Guillory on. And I said, Pastor Myron, do you know them? He said, who? I said, they're right there. Guillory. He go, oh, you looking at you looking at it, go, no, but I'm probably related to him. <laughs> <laughs> so who's your status? They wanted to know the status. The Bible says that Messiah, here's the prophetic word of the Old Testament, said that the Messiah, the Christ, the anointed one, is going to come from the line of David. Will come from David's house. 
you know Jesus would be called the son of David so that they could know for sure. So the Jews, Matthew's already laying it out. Hey, Jews, do you want to know? Check the genealogy. This is his 23andMe, baby. This is where he comes from. And, and only the Messiah could come through the line of David. But he starts it first with Abraham because, remember, it's through Abraham. We just talked about it a few weeks ago. It's through Abraham that every nation will be blessed through Abraham, Jews and Gentiles. And so Matthew actually begins there, gets to David, and ends up with Joseph going to be born in Joseph's house, the Messiah, David's lineage. Matthew's saying, here's the proof. Now, what you don't hear, and I don't know about your, your family tree, because y'all got family tree, right? The Gillerys were here. I don't know. Any other last names in y'all's family? Gillerys? What was your mama's name? Jones. Where's that from? Bro Bridge? Jones and no. Gillery and Jones. You know, you, 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 trace, you, tr you trace all the trees. How many of y'all have done that? You trace your tree back. You know where you're from and how you got here and, and, and all of that. What, what the Bible does, the Bible does. If you don't know all those names that I just read, let me just give you a little bit of what's in Jesus' lineage. You ready? Sexually immoral. Immorality in his family tree. Is there any sexual immorality in your family tree? Don't raise your hand. Watch this. There's a prostitute. There's a murderer. There's some adulterers. There's some liars. There's incest. There's polygamy. There's even evil kings and deceivers. And you go, in Jesus' line? In Jesus' family tree, you can see that there are some of the branches don't quite branch like they should. Any of you got a family tree like that where you've got people, when you go to the family reunion, you got to explain them before you introduce them? <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you do, don't you? You go, oh, there's Uncle Joe over there. Now listen, just fist bump him. Don't let him hug on you. Y'all remember when Jimmy Rollins was here and he was talking about his family reunion? His, his, his wife was going, yeah, now, now listen, Aunt, Auntie Lucille, her potato salad, don't get none of it. She dirty. How many of y'all know? We got some stuff in the family. Anybody here with some stuff in the family? They, stuff y'all just don't talk about. Nobody brings it up anymore. Nobody. And so he's got this in his jacked-up family line. Can anybody identify with a jacked-up family line? What, look, what, look, what, look. There, there's some embarrassing people in the family tree. Every person, every person, every person in this room and every person in your family tree was born and were born in sin and were in need of salvation. But notice what Matthew says in verse 16. Jacob, the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom Jesus was born, is called the Christ. He presents him 
Matthew presents Joseph as the husband of Mary, but not the one who fathered Jesus. Joseph was the legal father, but he wasn't the biological father. Why? Because we know that there was divine intervention, wasn't there? This family tree, the Bible later tells us that Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born to a virgin woman named Mary. So we know that he was fully human. Everybody say fully human. Because he's born through a woman. But he's also fully God because he was conceived by the Holy Spirit and without sin. Fully God, but fully man. So don't miss this part. Jesus received David's throne but he didn't receive David's sin. Jesus was called the son of David, but born without the sin of David. Ooh. Why is this significant? That means if the Holy Spirit can interrupt Jesus' family line, that means that Jesus can now, by the Holy Spirit, interrupt your family line and my family line too. You ought to give God praise for that. Watch this. Jesus was born. He comes, he come to, he, the Holy Spirit interrupted to, 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 uh, to come against what Adam corrupted. And, and we find in Matthew 1 and 21, it says, She, Mary, will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Praise God for that. No, no, praise God for that. No, praise God for that. How do you do it? Oh, the 2,000 years ago, the Romans were really good. They liked to cut down trees. They cut trees down, and they made crosses out of them. And he's going to go to a cross, and he's going to lay down his life to provide for the salvation of the world. Your sins, my sins, family line, uh, and at the, everybody say at the cross. Oh, there used to be this old song. Y'all remember that old song, at the cross? Yeah, y'all remember? At the cross, at the cross. Where I first saw the light And the burdens of my heart rolled away It was there by faith I received my sight And now I am happy all the day That's old people right there. What happened at the cross? This is what the Old Testament says, that the sins and iniquity of the fathers will pass down for four generations. I want you to think about that. For that, that would be me. For four generations, that would be my father, my grandfather, and it could be my great-grandfather, and now it could be my son. It could go that way. Or it could be my grandfather, my father, me, my son. Now we're about to have a grandbaby in February. It, yeah, yeah. No, it's scary. That it could pass down to her. And whatever sin, and whatever sins, you watch this, you'll, you'll watch it in your own families. You'll see sins continuing to repeat themselves. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I, I, I'm so grateful today. I'm, I'm telling you, my mom and dad, where are they at? They normally sit over here. Where are my mom and dad? They still sit over there. Where I can't see y'all in the dark. Can y'all stand up right there? That's my mom and dad right there. That's Papa and Mamma. All right, y'all can be seated. Don't want pride to come upon you. Now, that's, that's my mom and dad. That's Eugene 
and, and his wife, Nancy, which is my mama. I, I don't ever call her Nancy unless I'm mad at her. Nancy. Anyway, I, I, can I just give you our family line? You want to know the junk in our trunk? I, I just, and I'm, I'm sure mom and dad could probably keep the list rolling. They could probably give you more of, 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 of our tree, our family tree. Incest, adultery, divorce, drug abuse, alcohol abuse, mental abuse, emotional abuse, witchcraft, and it could go on, drug, drug abuse, and it could just go on and on and on and on. Because the iniquity of sin does pass down to four generations, but I got good news for you. The scripture says, but the blessings of God can pass down to a thousand generations. My mom and dad, I was probably 16 or 17, somewhere in that age, they got saved. They gave their life to Jesus and said, we're going to serve the Lord. They even came and confronted me as a teenager and said, we're just going to start going to church. Really? When? Where? Next Sunday, we're going to the church. And I said, like, well, I don't want to go to that church. I mean, you're going to church. Even my father said, listen, you got all scripture on me. We're going to serve the Lord in this house. You're under my roof. You're going to church. And I went, okay. I'm sitting in the back, though. And I would. I'd sit in the back. And they said, you're going. You will go to church. Mom and dad, listen to me. Thank you, mom and dad, for doing that. Listen. They're not responsible for me getting Jesus. They're responsible for me to getting in the right place where I can get Jesus. And they, they, they was like, you're going. Even though I was living in the world, doing some of these things that are on this list, thank God mom and dad broke the chains. They went to the cross. Things are broken at the cross. My mother and father broke this. That I didn't have to experience all of these things because they stopped the curse, and started the blessing. I got saved. I gave my heart to the Lord. My sister gets saved. Heidi, y'all know, we became a pastor. I didn't know if y'all knew that. We became pastors. And then my sister gets saved. She she married my best friend in California. She she married him. I thought he was my best friend, but I found out later he's just getting to know me so he could get close to my sister. He wanted my sister. And, and they're saved, and they're pillars in their church and have been for years. And then my, my little brother gets saved and gets married, and, and they're a Christian family. And he becomes a missionary and missionary work. And going, I don't know if mom and dad knew what they were doing when they just went in, look, bring in my house. We're going to serve the Lord, buddy. You're going to church. I want to go to church. You're going. Then get out. I don't know where to go. I don't think they knew what, they, what was going to happen by them breaking that. So that we didn't have to receive the curse, we received the blessing. Now my children are re-raised in the house of God, serving in God's house. Now William got married, I don't know how he did it, it was a miracle, got married to Elizabeth and now they're going to have little Eleanor, that's going to be our granddaughter in February. Oh. Trust me, I'll do a whole slideshow for y'all. <laughs> this little baby girl is now going to be raised up in a house that knows none of the family tree but blessing. I'm so proud of many of you in this room because at the cross, you're the chain breakers for many of you. 
Come on, chain breakers. You're the chain breaker. You started the blessing. You canceled the curse. Gee, Matthew's writing it all out and doesn't hide anything from us. The Bible does it to say there was divine intervention and broke the grip of Adam by Holy Spirit coming in and starting a new line. Are y'all fired up about that? Wow. Let me give you the second. I said there's two big truths, so that's what I'm going to tell you. Because of Jesus, the sin in my family tree can stop with me. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Well, this is the way we, we do it. We're the, we're the Rasinos. We're the Gillerys. We're the Landries or whatever. I'm going blank on Cajun names. The Thibodeaux. The Boudreaux. The Leblancs. Let me tell you what else happened. Thanks, Mom and Dad. You ever notice that when somebody gets born again, other people get born again? There's always this chain. I call it the chain of grace. It's like when somebody really surrenders to God and changes that other people around them go, man, they really changed. And then they start seeking the very change that happened in them. They start happening here. I've seen it happen even in our congregation. Somebody gets born again and saved and starts living for God. And then it's not long after that, then you'll see another family member and then another family member and then somebody else and another family member and somebody, a friend of that family. And then they start another chain and you keep watching it happen because they see you living different than what you were before because of the divine intervention. Are y'all tracking with me? Yeah, so you, 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 you see it happen over and over again. Why? Because there's not really four gospels in the Bible. There's really five gospels in the Bible. There's Matthew, there's Mark, there's Luke, and John, and then there's you. And lost people aren't going to read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John until they read you first. It's you. Listen, uh, can, 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 I, can I raise the level for you? Okay, probably, probably 10 years ago, 10 years ago, let me tell you something that happened in our church. We, we had a member of our church, because some of y'all do this. Uh, you, you, I call it double dipping. You'll come to service here at the early service, and then you'll leave here, and you'll go to another service at another church. Because... You're supposed to, right? Because you go, I, I left that church. I'm coming here. I want to come to this church because I want to hear the word. And then I'm going to go to that church because I want to get communion. I'm not going to name any other churches. How, some, how many of y'all know what I'm putting down? You're tracking with me. And so, and, and the, it's Catholic church. Anyway, the Catholic priest, the Catholic priest in here, he bragged on you. And I know because they were in attendance at that service and he said, Pastor, you, the Catholic priest was preaching about our church. And I said, was it good or was it bad? He said, I think it was good. I said, well, what did he say? He said, he, 
he so appreciated the enthusiasm of the people from our Savior's church and that they would be uh, better if they emulated their enthusiasm in the community that their church would grow too. Enthusiasm. To be enthused. To, to be excited about it. To invite. To invite. To, to, when people see the difference in you, that you would say, listen, I found the Lord and I'm going to church. Why don't you come with me? Our church isn't for everybody. And there's a bunch of great churches. But we do have a role to play. Remember that third leg of the stool? That we would be enthusiastic about the things of God. You're going to have an opportunity this Christmas. Because your mom and them are coming over. And you've been praying for them. And they need to read the gospel of you to see the difference in your life. And they'll want to be a part of that too. The chain of grace. Do you receive that? You receive that? If God can change him, before he could change her. If God can change you, he can change them. No one's too lost. No one's too far gone, y'all. No one's too far from the grace and the mercy of God. Don't ever give up on anybody. Don't never put a never on a man. No, not never. Never put never on someone. They're never too far gone. Some people have to get to the bottom before they look up. And so don't ever always be there where they can reach again. So because of Jesus, we get, we get born again into a, you get born again into a new family. You got a natural family. But we're also born again into a spiritual family. Listen to what Jesus said. This is what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 12, verses 48 through 50. He replied to the man who told him, who is my mother and who are my brothers? There, there, let me set the story up. My bad. There's, Jesus is holding a meeting at a house, at, at a, a, a service, and there's a knock at the door. Somebody answers the door, and, and it's, it's Mary. Mary. And, and probably James, the brother of Jesus. And she says, tell Jesus his mama and his brothers are here to see him. So they walk over to Jesus and say, gee, gee, your mama. Now, you know, around here, if mama at the front door, you stop what you're doing, you go see mama. This is what Jesus said. Who is my mother and who are my brothers? And stretching out his hands toward his disciples, he said, here are my mother and my brothers, for whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. What was Jesus saying? If Mary wants to be my mother, she too is going to have to get born again. James is going to have to get born again to be my brother and my mother. He was just, he was drawing the line between natural and spiritual. When you get born again, you get a spiritual family too. Ta-da! I'm like your brother. Watch this. At the cross, we find mercy, grace, and at the cross, we find family. Watch what happens in John 19 and 25 through 27. I'm closing. Jesus is on the cross. Oh, the Romans took that tree. That's what I think of the Christmas tree. It reminds me it's a cross. 
They took a tree and they made it into a cross. And it goes to the, he's on the cross, but standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. And when Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved, John, standing nearby, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. And then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her to his home. He took care of her. Jesus is about to die, but before he does, he makes sure that his mother's taken care of. See, at the cross tree, Mary received the gift of her new family. And when you get born again, you get a new family too. Hey, y'all, ain't going to be a black section in heaven. There won't be a white section in heaven. In fact, it'll say every tribe, every tongue, every nation will be represented and will be reunited with our family. I, I, I got family in Haiti. Thanks, Mom and Dad, because Michael and Michael and Haiti and the work that continues to go on. We got, I got brothers and sisters I've never even met yet because of the cross. We'll spend eternity with them. I'm, I'm going to go spend the night at Pastor Jacob's house tonight. Sleepover. <laughs> he called me this morning and goes, Hey, I got this hunting trip tomorrow. Man, wouldn't it be great? Can you go? Yeah, what time we got to leave? Well, it's like 3.30 in the morning. I'm going, Ugh. I was like, why can't ducks come out like at noon? <laughs> and he goes, yeah, is it great? He goes, hey, why don't, you, why don't we just meet for dinner and you just spend the night let's just pretend like you're driving over from Houston like old friends like we used to do way back in the old days I went just like best friends would do so let's do it because at the cross I got a brother can I tell you something spirits thicker than blood Spirit is thicker than blood. Just remember, because y'all are gonna, you gotta go get gifts and all that, you know, and all that stuff. How many of you like, bah humbug? You know, you gotta go do it. Uh, I want you just to remember the gifts that are under the tree, right? We say, well, you get the gifts, you go under the tree. I just want you to remember the gifts at the tree. Grace, mercy, forgiveness, family. The greatest gifts are at the tree. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, begotten son, that whosoever would believe in him would not perish, but have an everlasting life. The Holy Spirit will intervene at the family tree and stop the curses and start the blessing. You could be the chain breaker this morning for generations to come down your family line that one day will look back and say, you're blessed. With every head bowed and every eye closed today, don't miss this opportunity. 
this Christmas, this Advent, as we prepare our hearts for the coming of Christ, to miss this opportunity to know him as Lord and Savior. If you're here today, that cross that he died on was to pay for the sins of the world, yours and mine. And he's here today. He told me to tell you that he loves you and he's not mad at you. But it's time to receive. How do you receive this forgiveness? One, you, you, you believe and you repent. You believe and you repent. You believe and you repent. That means you change your mind about it. You go, I'm sorry for doing that, living that way. I want to live God's way now. And he'll come into your heart and empower you. He'll give you the power. His Holy Spirit will live inside of you and give you the power to live a godly life, to do it his way. His ways are better. So if you're here today and you're ready to be born again, to give your life to Jesus, to surrender to him, I want to pray for you right now. Would you just slip your hand up high? No one's looking but me. Go, that's me, Pastor You. I'm ready. Today's my day. I'm ready to surrender. I see hands all over. Hold up high. Thank you. I see them in the back, arm down here on the floor, in the back. I see them all over. Congregation, we're going to add our voice to theirs. This, this prayer is not magical. You just got to mean this cry from your heart. I'm sick and tired of living this way, and I want God, I want to do it God's way. I want to live his way. His blessing will come. He'll be with you. He'll strengthen you. His favor will be upon you. He'll open doors no man can open. He'll shut doors that you're not supposed to walk through. This God, he loves you. Let's pray together. Say this out loud with me. Dear Lord Jesus, I confess I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sin. I need your forgiveness. Would you come into my heart and be the Lord of my life? I'm surrendering to you today. My life now belongs to you. Would you give me grace? Would you give me mercy? Would you give me strength that I need to follow you all the days of my life? In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen and amen. Start the blessing, I pray, God. Start the blessing. Start the blessing. Start the blessing. In Jesus' name. Come on, let's give God all the praise one more time. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the gift. Thank you for the gift. Why don't you stand to your feet this morning? I want to pray a blessing over you. If you prayed to receive Christ, if you raise your hand, our prayer team is going to be up front. One more step. Just walk up front and say, I prayed to receive Christ today. We want to meet you. We just want to pray with you real quick. Two minutes and you'll be on your way. Let me pray this blessing over your life as we go today. Would you just lift your hands to heaven like this? And uh, Oh, I forgot to tell you all this. One more thing. One more thing. Hey, I want to give you our schedule for this upcoming Christmas season. Uh, Advent, can we put that on the board real quick? A uh, little nuance this year, our Christmas Eve candle, it's not Christmas Eve, it's candlelight communion. There it is. Candlelight visual, candlelight communion, Saturday, 1223, 3 and 4, and our Sunday service on 1224, that's actual Christmas Eve, 830, 10:30. it would just be as normal. So that's the night. Bring your lost friends, family, they're coming in, y'all come receive communion together. I promise I'll preach the gospel, and uh, we're, it's, it's an outreach. We really want to reach out to, to those that you know that don't know the Lord. Many of our people have gotten saved on Christmas 
at the Christmas communion. And so we'll have that service. Now let me bless you. Now you can lift your hands. Now may the Lord bless you, keep you, cause his face to shine upon you. And you're going out to your coming in again. May all that you set your hands to, seeking first the kingdom of God, may he bless it and prosper it. And I bless you in the name of the Father, his Son, Jesus, and the all-abiding Holy Spirit. You just say, I receive that. All right, go tell it on the mountain, y'all.